This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hello there, and welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. Do you feel like you've hit a wall in your business, or have you ever felt like you've hit a wall in your business? If so, don't worry, we've all been there. And I know that in the past, I've hit a wall in my business whenever my growth has outpaced my internal systems. Sound familiar? Yep, yep. (laughs) If so, let me introduce you to Kristen Westcott. Kristen is a former director of operations and is now a business growth and system strategist. She works with people who are in the online space and growing, but can't figure out what to do next. And it's her mission to help them navigate the messy middle and grow them forward without the burnout. So let's go ask Kristen how she sets up new systems before she expands. Kristen, it's so great connecting with you again. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Oh yeah, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today, Tasha. Thank you. Yay. So can you first start off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a former director of operations and am now a business growth and system strategist. And so I work with people who are in the online space. They are growing like crazy. They are generating consistent revenue. They've got their client load. They're almost at max capacity. And then that's what happens, right? You yep. can't figure <laughs> out what, what next now. I've got a full client load and now I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy mm-hmm. with all the things I have to do. And so I help them navigate that messy middle space and create some systems and some strategy around how they want to grow their business going forward without burning out in the process. Yeah. Oh, so good. And I'm so excited about this conversation because we're going to be talking about like who you need and what you need in your business as basically as you're scaling and as you're growing. And I think that that's one of the things that people don't understand. Even I've found people in the virtual support space as they're growing, a lot of times they're just like, okay, you know, I maxed out. I don't know what I need next, or I don't know who I need next in order to support my business because we we have to remember that even as virtual support pros, we are business owners. We're running and creating businesses, right? And so it's kind of, it feels kind of meta sometimes because we're always in other people's businesses and supporting them in their business growth. And then when we stop and take a look and think about our own business growth and what our infrastructure kind of needs to look like, um, that can be kind of hard to navigate sometimes. Would you agree with that? (laughs) Absolutely. We all get so close to our own businesses that Mm -hmm. we forget that we are that business owner. And um, one of the pieces of advice I got from my mentor when I was starting in the online space was to make sure no matter what your client load is, that you always have a slot in there for you and you treat your business as if you are your own client. So it's it's hard, but if you start to 
to make that mindset shift and you start to realize like, I need to carve out even five hours a week for me to focus on my business growth. It can make a really big difference in Mm -hmm. your stress levels going forward. Absolutely. (laughs) So I want to define a couple things before we kind of get started and dig in. Um, And that is the difference between a virtual assistant and an OBM because the lines can get blurry (laughs) and we want to think, we want to make sure that we're hiring the right people at the right time so that we're not overpaying and feeling let down by whatever experience that we have. So can you define those for us? Yeah, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because exactly what you said, the lines in the online space are blurry. And what I've been seeing a lot of lately is there's been this big trend towards hiring integrators and what have you and online business managers, but people don't quite understand their role versus a virtual assistant. And they can be asking these online business managers to do things that are actually not part of what their role would entail. And so I like to think of one as, even if you just take the term like on Online business manager, right? Like think of this in terms of a retail store, which we've all have some familiarity with, right? You have your store associates, your retail clerks, whatever it is that they're called within that location. They're the ones on the floor each day interacting with the customers, folding the clothes, doing the tasks, whatever else. And then you have the store manager that is responsible for scheduling, for merchandising, figuring out the next no promo display or whatever for the upcoming holiday for managing the team and performance evaluations and figuring out who gets raises and when that happens. And so if you think of that in terms of online business, right? Think of a virtual assistant as your retail associates. They are the ones that are in the weeds of your business. They are taking care of the tasks. They are uploading your emails, scheduling your social, answering your customer inquiries, helping people reset their passwords. They are doing the things. They are your implementers, Whereas your online business manager is the one that is overseeing that team. Even if it's a team of two, right? Your online business manager is the one that is looking at what are the projects going on in this business right now? What are the tasks that are happening? How can we keep those projects on task and on time? Hopefully also on budget, (laughs) right? And they're looking at what are the processes that we need to put in place to make sure that things are running efficiently, that people have an idea of how to do their job properly so that there's no discrepancy in performance of what were you expecting versus what the the virtual assistant is, is bringing back to you. Oh, so good and so crystal clear. Thank you for that explanation. I re-explain this to people all the time. And I use I use like an office example in terms of the, you know, the, the implementer versus the, the business manager, the office manager. Um, but it's a lot of the same concept. And I think that even for me, um, if I had hired Jay Lorray, who's my now my director of operations, but started off as kind of team lead slash OBM in, in my business. If I had hired her earlier, I don't know that I would have fully utilized her skill set in terms of how I needed her to operate because I wouldn't have had the team in place for that. You know what I mean? So uh, what I think in terms of that a lot of times is what you're saying in terms of we hire, sometimes people are hiring OBMs and thinking they're kind of catch-alls for everything. When really the other thing that I like to say is that your OBM is a person who's kind of giving your business a hug, right? They're they're seeing all of, the, of your business in kind of the 360, whereas the VA may only be seeing parts or working within parts of your business. Um, So when we're thinking about who we need, what are some of the questions or some of the ways we can really figure out who those people are or who that next person is that we need in our business? There there are several ways that you could go about doing this. But one of the things that I stress to people most is 
not just looking at the amount of time you're spending doing a task, but looking at the amount of energy that task is taking from you. So it might only be a five minute task, but if, if that task is something that you are putting off and bumping from your to-do list to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, and it's hanging over your head. And every time you sit down and do something else in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, I still have to do this thing. That is the one thing I would look at outsourcing first, because once you free up that energy, it's no longer a five minute task. If you're bumping it and you're thinking about it all the time, and it's impacting your energy around these other things that you're doing, that then becomes a priority thing to get off your plate. And so then I start to look at, okay, what is the skill set I need for this task? Doesn't matter the title, right? We can change our titles in the online space to be anything we want them to be. It's not regulated. But what is the skill that we need to have happen there? And then I start to look and see, are there other things in my business that utilize these same types of skills that I maybe also would love to get off my plate? Because that for me is the biggest thing. If we can replenish that energy then we do have, we feel like we have a lot more time because we're no longer thinking about it exponentially on the back end there. And then we can actually give that really great positive energy to a revenue generating task that is going to drive the business forward, whether it's in our clients' businesses or in our own business, you know, then we're able to kind of really kind of give it our all. And that's where we see a big growth happen. We'll be back with the rest of our episode in just a couple minutes. But first, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legendary Launch Manager Certification Program. So our goal in creating this launch management certification was not only to teach you how to create amazing project plans, but also amazing experiences and outcomes for you as a launch manager, for the launch team, and of course, for your clients. In our three-month cohort, you will learn different launch strategies and how to implement them, how to create a finished and flushed out and supportive project plan, what to look for in order to better optimize launch deliverables like sales pages and social media copy, team and client management, and so much more. By the end of the three months, you'll have the skills, the know-how, and the templates to lead even the most complex launches. But we actually don't stop there. After you're a certified launch manager, you'll also be added to our referral network. And you'll also get three free months in our certified launch management membership. This is where you'll continue to learn about business building skills as well as ongoing launch education. Because as we know, best practices in launches and launch system strategy and implementation changes all the time. And we wanna make sure that you stay in the know. If this sounds absolutely amazing, head on over to tashabooth.com forward slash launch to learn more and enroll in our next cohort, which starts soon, like super soon. That's tashabooth.com forward slash launch. Okay, back to the episode. Another thing that I often see in in some people's businesses is that they are afraid of hiring like an OBM or an integrator, even when it's time, let's say they already have two or three VAs because of the price point and they're not sure if there's going to be enough of an ROI. Do you see a tipping point in terms of like when it becomes harder rather than easier just to you know, hire more VAs versus have a few VAs and then also have like an OBM or an integrator? in your business? Yeah, I guess the tipping point is, is different for everyone's business. First of all, Mm -hmm. depends on how many systems you have in place. So the more systematized your business is, obviously the easier it is to manage a larger team before you need somebody to kind of take over that team management role and whether or not they are ongoing members of your team, or if you're just bringing in a copywriter for this one-off project. But I would say typically when people have three core team members that they are working with and managing on an ongoing basis, that tends to be for most of my clients where that tipping point 
point happens is like when they go to like, think about bringing on that fourth person, they're like, I just can't handle another (laughs) person coming to me with questions today. Right. I already have all of these things happening. And I would say the other indicator is if you're not able to log off in the evening and be with your family, because you're still answering questions, or you have a backlog of things that your team has been asking you to do. And now you've become the bottleneck. They can't move forward in their tasks tomorrow until you take care of these things. So now you're up until midnight doing that. Mm-hmm. That's a big indicator that you need to have an online business manager come in and help answer some of those questions for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that is exactly what happened in my own business. You know, I uh, when I started my agency, I started with implementers, with a lot of different implementers in a lot of different seats, but I kind of swapped one problem for the other in terms of, okay, I wasn't doing as much client implementation, but I still had all these people coming to me asking me questions and asking me for last pass logins and all of these things to the point of where, just where I was like, this doesn't feel any easier. Like, this doesn't feel any better, you know? And that's why we ended up hiring Jayla Ray to kind of take that and be be the in-between to at least get some of those questions off of my plate and be able to funnel some of that to our team members. And then the things that she wasn't able to ask or answer, of course, she brought them to me. But it made such a huge difference because I was once again the bottleneck in answering everybody's questions. And I hated it. I just wanted to burn it all down. <laughs> You hear that a lot of people who go the route of building an agency model, and it is a, it's a fabulous model if you could handle all of the questions. Well, and if you you have the right, yeah, to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why like, even inside of agency thrive mind, like one of the first positions that I teach to hire is somebody like an ops assistant who then can grow into the role of team lead, right? Because of the fact that, yeah, you're going to get tired of all the questions and it's going to feel harder rather than easier. (laughs) Yeah. Any uh, other tips before I let you go? I would love to hear like one other tip or one other thing that you see people doing that you would love for them to stop doing or give them advice on how to do differently. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. One other thing. What? (laughs) Oh, there's, I mean, there's just so many different things I think of, but I think one of the things I would love people to stop doing is creating these humongous catch-all roles in their company where they have like everything in the kitchen sink thrown in there and (laughs) they just want this wonderful one single person to be able to like do everything. Um, and instead not be afraid to hire two or three people with Mm -hmm. those specific skill sets. Yes. You have a larger team to manage, but at the end of the day, if that person excels in that particular skill set, they're going to have less questions for you versus the person who doesn't really know how to work this system that you're asking them to learn and do and whatever. And now they're going to be asking you a million questions about the system as well as the task that you've assigned them. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. If I see one more job up that's like is excellent in copywriting and Facebooks and graphic <laughs> and content, you know, and all of the things, and you're like, who is this person? And if you do find this person, they're going to be $3,000 an hour because they're amazing. So yeah, definitely hire for the skill set and don't just try to do a catch-all. Okay, so three more questions before I let you go. Question number one, we are asking all of our guests all season is, how do you work daily on improving as a leader in this space? Uh, that's a great question. So I I am a lifelong learner at heart. I mean, I went to college for three different programs. I, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're familiar with the Finder, like mm-hmm. learner is in my top five strengths. 
And so it's probably no surprise that I am continuously, I am always working with a coach or in a mastermind of some nature to continue to develop my skills, typically in a leadership capacity, but also in other areas of my business, right? Like mindset and other pieces that are really important to really owning that CEO role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a, I'm a big believer of working with someone, whatever your price point is, right? There is a program out there that's right for you. Um, and that's how I continue to up-level and grow in my own leadership development as well. Fantastic. And you and I are total twins when it comes to that because I've been in somebody's program since month three in my business. And I really credit it to who I am today as a, as a CEO and as a leader and everything because you don't know what you don't know. And so getting around other people that are working towards a goal and having somebody who's kind of been there, done that, and who can guide you in it. So fantastic. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us about the download that you have for us? Oh, yes. So I have a focus framework for your listeners. And what they do when they hit the page is they will select their phase of business. So whether you are just getting started, you're in the startup phase, or whether you are like at the point where you're scaling your business, like well beyond six figures, there's four phases for you to pick from. When you pick that phase, then you will get a personalized download that tells you what are the areas you need to be focusing on for growth in your business right now. And one of them does tell you at this phase, you should be looking at bringing in an OBM into your business. Mm -hmm. So if that's not on your download, (laughs) it is not the phase of growth that you are in in your business, but you could go and grab that and just see it. It gives you a couple of tips on your strategy, structure systems, and what support you should be looking for to grow your business for your phase. Oh, that sounds so helpful. Thank you so much. And we will have that at the show notes at TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast. And then where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. So you can find me there, check out my stories and all of my posts, not too much into the reels yet. That is something I need to to work on a little bit more, but baby steps, um, baby steps. Exactly. (laughs) But I do love audio DMs. I love hearing from listeners. I love it when they DM me saying, Oh my goodness, I listened to this episode. And I, you know, this was like the one big thing I took away from it. So don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram and let me know what your favorite tip of this episode was. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, Tasha. Interested in becoming a certified launch manager? Our next cohort starts super soon and we would love to have you. If you've got the basics down as a VA, tech VA, OBM, project manager, director of operations, or so on, and want to learn the insides and outs of managing launches, this certification is for you. Learn more and apply now at TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. We can't wait to see your application in my inbox. Let's level up together.